There we go. You just got a wee button to click to say it's okay to record. If you've never been on a live with me before, I have a dog who's extremely annoying and will probably chirp in and wonder why I'm speaking to other people and not her. However, right, six weeks. Six weeks. We this I think this is the fifth or sixth six week challenge that we've done. The six week challenges worked really well and it's a great opportunity for you to have a kickstart. So depending on how much weight you are looking to lose or what your goal is. You might not get there in six weeks, but within the six weeks, I'm going to give you as much information and as many tools as possible and as many kicks up the arse as possible, as many arms around the shoulder as possible to help you get that momentum going. And then at the end of the six weeks, you should have all the information that you need to have a successful journey forever after because most people don't want to lose weight. They want to lose weight and keep it off. It's not that you don't want to lose loads of weight and then gain it all back and then lose loads of weight again. Most of you want to lose it and never, ever see it again. So that is the plan here. And this is, I think I've spoken to quite a few of you, this is not a quick fix. Like, you're not going to do six weeks in your whole life, sorry. This is laying the groundwork. This is making sure that you have the info you need, you've got the tools you need, but the support and accountability is the number one thing that is the game changer. So I will be honest with you. You could go and Google how many calories you need to eat to lose weight. You could go and Google some workouts. You could just join the gym. But the support and accountability is going to be the bit, mostly the accountability is going to be the bit that helps keep you consistent. And like we'll cover shortly, consistency beats perfection absolutely every single time. You can be consistent week in, week out. Not perfect, not bang on. There'll be missed workouts. There'll be days where you go for your calories. That will happen. But if you can be consistent, then that's you kind of on the road to this, this forgetting this never-ending cycle of dieting on and off it, on and off the wagon. So I'm not going to try and not keep you too long because I know it's Saturday afternoon, but I do have a tendency to blazer, so I'll try and rein it in a wee bit. Um, if you have questions at all, I'm going to open up the chat box. Um, Sarah, I see you're walking, so if you want to unmute and ask anything, that's absolutely fine. Um, just put a wee hey in here. So there is a wee chat box open. Ask anything. I want you to ask a million questions. I would rather you ask me the same question 50 times, but you knew exactly what you were doing rather than thinking, I've asked it once, I better not ask it again. Because if you don't understand, you don't understand. All right? Um, some of these things that we do, you'll have done before. Some of them might be a new approach or a new mindset towards it. And all I want you to do is go in with an open mind, um, trust the process, I know that's a corny thing to say, but it's totally true. Sometimes when you're in it, you can't see the big picture. You can only see what's happening right at that time. So I'm going to run through the bones of how this is going to work. Again, ask any questions. But the way my coaching works is you stay in contact with me all the time. Don't wait till you're checking. Don't wait till I'm live. You've all got a means of contacting me, whether that's through Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, email, however you want to contact me. Get in contact if you're struggling. So if you're having a crappy Tuesday, Get in contact and tell me you're having a crappy Tuesday and we'll sort it. All right. A um, little bit about me. Most of you know me, but just in case you don't, uh, I'm a mum to Dylan and Cora. I'm now a dance mum. Much to my disgust. Wife to James. I'm a personal trainer, a qualified nutritionist, qualified positive psychology coach. Easy for me to say. And obviously founder of Fiona Livingston Fitness. So Fiona Livingston Fitness started as me doing PTs in the gym, in another gym. And then it kind of evolved to the online part of it as well because I realised that doing a PT for one hour a week with someone, you get very little results. Very, very little results. Um, I have quite a few one-to-one -one PT clients, and if I'm honest, 
They're the ones that get the least results. They pay the most money, they get the least results because they, they value that one hour a week. They feel like they're paying for that one hour a week. You are not going to get results in one hour a week. Not all of my PT clients. That's a terrible thing to say. Not all of them. But as a rule, the people who do the online stuff and kind of work at it 24-7, little bits here and there, the people who feel like they're paying for stuff to do outside the gym, because let's, let's be honest, you put your money where your mouth is. I pay quite a lot for coaching. So I've got a coach. I know I've got qualifications in nutrition. I know how to write training plans. But I'm also a human being that has excuses with the best of you, that gets tired, that thinks some days I can't be arsed. And having that level of accountability is there. So having that there and realizing that there's so much more impact that you can make than one hour's PT a week led to the online part of it. Fast forward, we now have a gym and we have an awesome community in the gym. Like the ladies in there, for those of you who've been in, it's bloody fantastic. So if you are venturing into the gym as part of your six weeks, you will feel more than welcome. You will feel supported, not just by me and the other coaches, but by everybody else in that class. We really do have a fab team of ladies. Not just saying that, I'm absolutely thrilled that those ladies have decided to join me. Um, Lisa's saying it's breaking up. Is it breaking up for anyone else? No? Move, move to your Wi-Fi route early. So. <laughs> um, so I coach women to feel happy and healthy without losing themselves, without spending hours in the gym, without giving up their social life. Um, a little bit after my own journey. So reverse back to teenage years, suffered with anorexia, very unhealthy relationship with both food and exercise. So it was all to burn calories and get skinny, basically. And then recovered from that. And then... As I turned or was about to turn 40, I thought, right, I want to get into the best shape of my life. And I did quite a few photo shoots where I got super lean, built a whole load of muscle, got really lean, got some awesome pictures. But guess what? I still wasn't quite happy. It wasn't it. That wasn't the thing. Like being in awesome shape and having fantastic pictures. That wasn't it. I'm like, so what is it? So this is where the happy and healthy comes from. So I have one client in particular. She started with me as a size, six, sorry, 26. She's now a size 16. Delighted at being a size 16. Doesn't want to lose any more weight. She is happy and healthy. She's lost that excess weight that was causing problems for her health, her mobility, her confidence. But she has no aspiration to be a size 8. And that's where happy and healthy comes in. So the other side of being healthy is, for example, not being nervous and anxious about going out for a meal, but in case you eat too many calories, that isn't healthy. So we'll look at how you manage your social life. So while the fat loss is a goal, we do need to make some sacrifices here and there with meals out, et cetera. Um, we want to be able to manage it the best way that we can so that you can go out and enjoy your night. You can enjoy cocktails out with your pals. You can enjoy Christmas when it comes. That is also healthy. So that is what it is. Not getting super lean. I was cold. I was miserable. I was crabby. And I was bloody starving. It's not it. It's not it. So I set probably, I don't weigh myself that often, but probably about five or six kilos over. So best part of a stone over where I was on my photo shoot weight. I feel pretty good. My energy is good. I have a fairly decent body image. I mean, I'm the same as every woman. There's bits I don't like. But it is a case of what does happy and healthy mean to you? And that's what we'll do. So to date, we've had well over probably about 300 women now, both online and in person, to be the very, very best version of themselves. And again, that's your decision to make as to what that looks like, what that feels like. I was talking about the goal being a feeling. It's not a scale weight. It's not a dress size. It's not a photo shoot picture. It's a feeling. 
you want to feel good, don't you? Both when you look in the mirror and within your body as well, your energy, your mood, etc. All right, rules of engagement for this six-week challenge. So I am going to challenge you quite a lot. Um, there's already quite a few things that I've seen in the way that you talk. Um, the words that you use are very powerful. Words are hugely powerful. So what you believe and think will drive your actions. So if you think, for example, that you're someone who can't lose weight, guess what behaviours and actions you will will take action on. I had one lady who absolutely believed she could not get below 70 kilos. And right enough, every time we got to 70 kilos, her fat loss stalled. Didn't get below 70 kilos. We stopped weighing her. We said, we're not stepping the scales for four, for four weeks, for a month. And when we got to the end of the four weeks, she was 66 kilos. Her mindset was like, well, I've got to 70 kilos. What's the point in being that strict? Well, I'll just have an extra wee biscuit because you know what? I'm not going to get under 70 kilos. So what's the point? And she was letting things, she wasn't doing her steps, she wasn't tracking, she was eating extra, but she wasn't tracking it. So on paper, it looked like she was following the plan. But when we took that number away and that self-belief that she couldn't get under 70 kilos, guess what? We got under 70 kilos. So very careful about your thoughts and your words. And you'll, I will pick you up quite a lot on the group and say, rephrase that. Rephrase that into a, bit, a little bit more of a positive one. So have a positive can-do attitude. You will hear I can and I will about 4 billion, million, trillion times in the next six weeks. I'm going to brainwash you into believing that you can and will do anything, anything that you want to do. Have a positive attitude so we can get pissed off. We can have a shitty day. But let's overall have that can-do attitude, okay? So I was speaking to someone last night after class, and she was saying, do you know what? I've changed and I can't do that. I can't do that. And I was like, just say, I can't do it yet. So you might not be able to do a big burpee in the, in the gym yet. Give it time, practice it, try and do it. And you will be able to do it. So be very careful with your words. Apply everything at your disposal to hit your goals. So I'm so sorry if you thought you just paid your money and you get your result. Sorry if that's what you thought happened. It's not what happens. Um, you have to do the do. All right, so you are going to have every single tool that I can possibly throw at you to get the results that you want. So while the bones or the science of fat loss is the same for everybody, there are so many different ways to apply it. So one thing might work for Trisha, but it doesn't work for Sarah. And so we'll change it for Sarah. And we still get the same result, but we just do it differently. I have had a whole range of clients. Some get absolutely amazing results. Some get in the middle results and some get no results whatsoever. And it's all a direct relation to the, the effort that they put in. So you've signed up, you've done that bit, but you need to do the do. So if you are cheating on your calories, if you're not doing your steps, if you're hardly ever training, you're not gonna get the results you want. Encourage others as well as yourself in the group. So I know you'll all be fab at encouraging everybody else. Someone's had a crap day, you'll jump on and you'll say, oh, don't worry about it, try this, try that, and tomorrow's a new day, you'll all do that. But I want you to do that to yourself as well. So if you have a crap day, you're not a terrible person. You're not a failure. Be kind to yourself as well. Remember those thoughts and emotions will drive your behaviours. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Now, some weeks it'll be easier to do that than others. And remember, we spoke about consistency. But if you execute the plan that I've given you, or some of you, I've got five of you to email just now, actually. I got all done. I thought I'd get emailed out before the live started, but I've not. Just got to hit the button. Um, if you stick to the plan, you will get the results. If you stick to it half the time, you'll get half the results. And if you don't stick to it, you'll get no results. So choose what you want to do. Choose which results you want. You've paid your money, you've invested in six weeks. Take it all, go all in. 
check in on time. So every Saturday in the group, there will be a link that goes up to do a check in. So you've got two options. Your first week, I want you to do the full in-depth check in because that gives me a really big overview of how your week's gone, what your struggles were, what the wins were and how we make it better next week. After that, you've got a choice of an in-depth check-in or a quick-fire one. So if you've had a brilliant week, you don't need a huge amount of feedback or help or support, do the quick-fire one. You update your own results every week in the app. So you should all have the app set up by now um, and all your measurements and starting stats are in there. And each week you'll add on what you are that week and we'll get a lovely graph of your progress throughout the six weeks. But check in on time. So it goes on early on Saturday morning. You've got till Monday at noon to put it in. Reason I did that is some people like to be on a Monday morning. It used to always be a Saturday, but some people are like, are oh, we on Monday? So you've got Saturday, no excuses. You've literally got what's that? Loads of hours. <laughs> Can't work it out. Loads of hours to fill it in. Um, and be open to being accountable. So everybody who signs up says, I, I need accountability, but you don't always want it. So if you've had a week where you're like, I can't be arsed, I'm not doing it, I don't care. And we all have weeks like that. I have weeks like that. Um, and then I try and hold you accountable and you ding me my message and you ignore me and I'll send you a funny wee gif going, hi. Um, be open to being accountable. If you truly want the results, then take all these things. Accountability, like I said at the start, that is the game changer. You could Google everything else the accountability and just staying on track. I am not the type of coach that's going to go, I can't believe you didn't do it. What a loser. I can't believe it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. I believe that everybody does the best they can. And if you've got a week where maybe your energy has been pulled with the kids or work or whatever it is, and nutrition and training hasn't been your priority, that's okay. But let's find a way where we could like find a middle ground with it. So you know, I'm never going to shout at you for anything. I'm not that type. Um, um, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. This will be the hardest thing I ask you to do, a bit. Be kind to yourself. So again, if you have stuck to your calories all day, and I had a, a client week past Friday message me on Friday night saying she'd just eaten two um, double-sized Kit Kats back-to-back, -back, and she was utterly beating herself up. Um, and she was just saying, this is awful, I've only just started, I can't do it, yada, 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 going on. Um, and then I said, go and track it. So she tracked all her good food that she was going to eat. I said, go and track it. Now, only put her 300 calories over, and we can sort that. That wasn't the end of it. She said, oh, actually, no, it's not that big a deal, is it? So while she didn't feel good about her choices, and it was an emotional eating, it wasn't a, a purposeful, intentional eating. We'll do a bit on emotional eating as well, but um, she didn't feel good about her choices. She remembered that. She realised it wasn't the drama that it was, and that she isn't a horrible person for eating a couple of Kit Kats. And that we could sort it. And we're back on track. And she's nailed last week. Absolutely nailed it. So there's an example of, I've messed up. I'm going to message Fiona. A lot of you will go, I've messed up. I can't let Fiona know. I'm not going to give you a row. I'm not going to give you a row. I'm just going to try and rationalise the situation. And because she did that, we realised it wasn't a big drama. We pulled it back over the weekend. Ta-da! This week, she's absolutely nailed it because of the self-belief. If she had the next ones, don't hit the fuck it switch. If she'd hit the fuck it switch, that will have two Kit Kats, I might as well have the packet of digestive biscuits. I'll use digestive biscuits as an example a lot because that's my thing. Um, I'll eat the digestive biscuits and I'll order a takeaway as well. That's hitting the fuck it switch. That's it. Somebody used a good example on the group the other day of if you had a bunch of flowers and one of them died, we could throw out the whole bunch of flowers. No. So you can always pull it back. We can make that 300 calories. We can add that in or take that away from other days and we're back to exactly where we needed to be by Sunday night. Reach out for help when you need it, just like Claire did. She was like, oh, I feel terrible. 
I'll message Fiona. Don't hide stuff from me. I can't help you. If I, if you tell me everything's wonderful and actually it's not behind the scenes, I can't help you. So be open, honest. I promise you there will be nothing I've not heard before. Um, I've got an excuse to book in the gym. And I did hear one I hadn't heard before that she couldn't come in to the Saturday morning class because she'd been up all night um, delivering palliative care to her hamster. I had to sit there and go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, she said palliative care. I was like, oh, and she said, yeah, my hamster. <laughs> so there's one I hadn't heard before. But the majority of things, the nutrition, etc., I have heard it before. I've probably even done it myself before. I am never going to sit here and pretend I have this nailed, that I'm the perfect person. I do not. I skip workouts. I overeat sometimes. But again, that consistency thing. So uh, I was ill, pretty sure it was COVID. It tested negative, but pretty sure it was. But it, was, it went on for 12 days. I didn't train once in those 12 days. I haven't lost any fitness because consistently for the rest of the year, I have trained. So missing those 12 days training doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't You think it does, but it doesn't actually do anything. So consistency. And try and enjoy the process. If you are hating your workouts, if you're hating your nutrition, if you're hating going out for walks, let me know. There's always another way to do it, unless you're in a walking competition or a, a a burpee competition. We don't need to do burpees if you really hate them. I love burpees, so I don't, I can't identify. But enjoy the process. If there's a bit you're hating and therefore are feeling negative about it and therefore are less likely to do it, let me know. We change it. All right, step number one, set some goals. And I want you to do this over this weekend. So at the end of six weeks, what would your very, very best outcome be? So if everything went perfectly, which it won't, by the way, we'll run through that in a second. But if everything did, your ideal world, your ideal six weeks, what would the very best outcome be for you? All right, have a wee think. You can even take a wee screenshot of this um, page if you want and ask yourself these questions. I'm not going to run it through, through it all here. It'll take forever. What does summer ready mean? So we kind of got summer ready. We're going to go, I've called it post-summer. I don't feel like it's post-summer yet. I should have called it something else. But after the summer holidays, the summer holidays are done. What does it mean to you? What What does that mean to you? Does that mean that you are ripped to shreds, lean as anything, walking about in your bikini under waterfalls and fantastic? Or does it mean that you are confident in your clothes on a night out? Does it mean you feel confident in front of your partner? What does it mean to you? Three really good questions. So what can you do to achieve this? So there'll be loads of things you can do. What should you do? And that'll be the thing you don't want to do. But you know you have to do it. But what must you do? Pop anything in the chat or unmute if you've got any questions. So what is your must do? What must you do? Unmute, type in the chat. This is far more interesting if you get involved in listening to me for half an hour. So, I'll give examples. So for me, steps is not an issue. I get my steps done without thinking about it. I've got the dog. So your dog in the background, popping head around Trish. Um I've got the dog, I'm active in the gym. So for me, that's that's not something I really need to concentrate on. That happens. Nutrition is one thing for me. When I am not organized. We've got a very busy life during the week. So if I am not organising, it's five o'clock, you're like, what am I having for tea? Can't have the kids at McDonald's on the way home. Like, as I'm sure everybody has at some point. Um, so if I'm organised, like somebody said, organised around nutrition, then that's something I must do. 
because if I'm not, it has a big knock-on effect. And Gemma's saying I've got to track calories every day, not just weekdays. Yep. If you don't track them, your body still tracks them. Body still tracks them. Be organised, Trisha. Yeah, like I say, if you've got a plan going into your week, every single one of my clients that sends a brilliant check-in through and has had an epic week has started that week with a plan. Even just writing the plan down, you're more likely to execute it than having this fluffy plan in your head. So I go in and I put in when I'm training during the week and I even write what training session I'm doing. So when I turn up to the gym, I know that I'm doing legs, for example, or I'm doing a mixed model intensity session or whatever I'm doing. I know what I'm doing when on each day and it differs every day. Um, I put tea in my diary and I write down what we're going to have for tea during the week. Uh, weekends are a bit more flexible. Um, I write everything down that I have to do in that week. How I'm going to fit all the, the admin stuff in for the groups, how I'm going to deliver in the gym, how I'm going to rest and recover as well. That's an important one. Um, plan and show up, 100%. You pretty much want it already. If you execute those two things, Michelle, boom, we're done. Um, yeah, so sometimes I love organising. I love lists. But following through and on the, is, is the other side of it. So in True Coach, which again, you should also have set up just now. You might not have seen it yet. Some of them are like two seconds before we came on here. Um, in there, you're going to have things to tick off. Now, the power of a green tick, I will literally do anything to get a green tick. So the power of a tick. So having that completed list. So finding some way of a reward. And we'll cover this as we go through habits and behaviours, but finding some way to reward yourself for following through. So it's worth following through on. I mean, just a tick on a bit of paper for me. That, that's, that's how easy I am to please. So we all know um, like kind of smart goals. We all know how to do that. But we're going to look at, like, what is the goal? What is your goal? If you don't know where you're going, you can't get there. It's like if you put nothing in the sat-nav and get to the end of the street. Right, don't go left, don't go straight on. Be very specific about your goal. Um, if it's a specific weight, I would rather you give yourself a weight range. So if you're saying like, I want to lose 10 pounds and you lose nine and a half, is that a fail or is that a win? Think about it, you're still nine and a half pounds down. And women will cover this as well, but women in particular, weight will fluctuate and the scales are not always indicative of actually how much progress you've made. That's why we do measurements and stuff as well. How can you organize yourself? How can you get organized? My phone's in the other room, but my diary is color-coded. So I've got pink for my personal stuff. I've got yellow for my training. I've got green for my admin stuff. I've got orange for stuff I need to do in the gym. So just by looking at it, one, it looks pretty. But two, I can see where I'm going to be and where my energy is going to be. It's very different energy for me sitting doing work here than it is delivering in the gym. And I need to make sure I've got the right energy for each. I can't be all hyper while I'm sitting here. And I can't be all studious when I'm teaching in the gym. So that helps me. What will help you take action? So Trish, you've got the plan, you're all organised, you've probably got post-its and highlighters, that's me, stationary queen. But what's going to help you take action on it? And have a think about that. How can I make this easy? On week two, we're going to look at habits and behaviours and that might bring a little bit of it into focus for you. What do you need to learn? What do you need to know? What do you not know that you need to know? What do you need to find out? Might be organisation, might be... How do I get more protein in my diet? It, what do you need to know? And ask all the questions. We've got this brilliant Facebook group and the six weeks programs go one of two ways. Either it's like tumbleweed on the group and nobody comments or we have a really chatty group. I'd love a really chatty group. 
have it so that I'm like, oh God, so many comments. But you'll get much more out of it. The last six week challenge was probably one of the most successful ones and everybody got involved. Everybody got involved. So get involved. Write comments. Every night you're going to have a wee accountability thing as well. Um, Self-awareness. Where are you bullshitting yourself? What lovely convenient stories do you tell yourself about why you don't need to do something? I have loads. I have loads. I can literally talk myself in or out of anything. Um, my best one is that I need, I need gym clothes, gym equipment. I need it. And do you know it's an investment? And like, I can make all these things, but where are you absolutely bullshitting yourself? Have a think. I bullshit myself around rest and when I'm resting. I'm not resting. My body's utterly broken this week because I was in a day on Tuesday and ran far too far. Um, again, need to rest. So I bullshit myself on that. Where do you bullshit yourself? Right, this is just some examples of, not everybody's sent their starter paperwork through, which I'll get to in a second. So this is some of previous um, people have said, and a couple of years as well. How do you want to feel at the end of six weeks? Disappointed, like I do after losing weight and then putting it back on. Disappointed and angry, depressed, disappointed in myself, deflated and a big blow to my confidence. Do I feel like that? Hopefully not. Or do you want to feel bloody amazing? Like you've got a sense of achievement, you feel lighter, confident, fitter, more energy, moods better, um, believing in yourself, feeling happier in yourself, feeling amazing, free, happy. You've got you've got an influence on what happens and what you put on your final check-in. You decide what that final check-in looks like by your actions, behaviours, attitude, discipline, all these things. I'm not going to say motivation because motivation comes and goes. So sometimes we need to kick the discipline switch. All right, get rid of the excuses. Just like we were saying, where do you bullshit yourself? Where do you currently excuses, give excuses or give yourself the easy way out? And I want you to identify that now so that when it happens, which it will, you can go, hmm, bullshit. <laughs> I'm talking rubbish here. So there's a really good quote, and I'm, I've just put the bones of it because I'll probably butcher the quote, but it's about having an easy life versus a happy life. So you could have an easy life by not going to the gym and just watching Netflix and not cooking, just ordering takeaways every night. Pretty easy. You don't have to make much effort at all. But is that going to lead to the happy life that you want? Is that going to give you the energy, the mood, the confidence, the physique that you want? No. So sometimes we need to have a little bit more of a difficult life now to have an happy, a happy life. And again, happy, happy life is what you decide it is. So I know for me, training makes me in a much better mood. I have more energy. I feel better about myself in general. I feel like I've achieved something. There's huge research about people who are successful usually train quite hard. And it's that thing of being able to overcome hard things. So you can go through a hard workout, you're struggling, but you get to the other side and you do it. Feels good. Feels good. But it requires effort. It's much easier to lie on the couch. So have a think about your actions today. Are they making your long-term life easier or harder? So you can have an easy life now, a difficult life later, or a little bit more of a difficult life now, easy life later. Think about what the future you would thank yourself for doing today, even if it's not easy. So my future self is going to thank me for going to put diesel in my car tonight. <laughs> I've got to leave early in the morning. And last week I was like, there's no diesel. Like just caused a lot of stress. But things like that, like what are you going to thank yourself for? Eating those two Kit Kats, for example. All we did with Claire is get to take a breath. So we're not saying you can't have the two Kit Kats, 
but you can have them in five minutes. And in five minutes, in those five minutes, I'm going to get you to do something that makes you feel good. And if you've done that, and after five minutes, you still want the two Kit Kats, go and eat them. But her future self is never going to thank her for eating those two Kit Kats. So there's many a morning when I'm sitting there going, I don't want to train. I'm tired. I want to go home and have my breakfast. I've got too much to do. Um, but I know come 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, Fiona's going to be pissed off at half seven, Fiona, for not just getting it done. Because now I've got to fit that into the day or I miss it. And I don't like missing things. I don't like not getting my green tick. And take full responsibility of your results over the next six weeks. They are there for you. So see if you get bloody amazing results. Take full responsibility of them. The many messages that I get thanking me for their results. In all reality, I don't do that much. You've got to do the hard stuff. Unfortunately, I can't do it for you. And if you get rubbish results, you have to take responsibility for that as well. But if that, that won't happen. I'm not going to let that happen. But if you do, have a think about it. So if one week you've not got the results that you wanted, take responsibility for that. What, what did you not do that you needed to do? Where did you cut corners? Where did you make excuses? Full accountability, full responsibility. And the great thing about taking responsibility is you've got the power to change it. If it's not fully your responsibility, you can take it in any, any direction you want. Let go of perfectionism. Who says they're a perfectionist? Every woman I've ever met, I think. Perfection doesn't exist. So if you are continually chasing to be perfect on every part of your life, you're going to constantly fall short and that feels sure. So we're going to look at consistency that the larger group, yep, all or nothing. Um, and this is something we'll talk about as, as well as saying that I'm, I'm an all or nothing person. The more you say it, the more you action those behaviours around it. So start saying, I'm just someone who's focusing on consistency. My goal is consistency. So in the, the large team FLF group, that's what we're going to focus on for the whole of September is being consistent. So when they're putting up their accountability, some of them are saying, I've not hit my steps, but do you know what? I'm going to make them up tomorrow. So, okay, it might look like a red cross today, but at the end of the week, that consistency will be there. Imperfect action beats zero action every time. So if you can, so fuck it, switch example. It's eight o'clock at night and you're only at 5,000 steps and you're at home with the kids and you can't go out for a walk to get your rest of your steps in. I'm not bothered, I'll just sit on the couch. If there's something else you could do to get 2,000 steps in. So maybe we're not going to hit the, hit the 10,000, because you get a wee bit more than where you are. One, it'll make you feel good mentally, have an impact on your results. And imperfect action beats zero action. I did a 15-minute workout the other day. Um, it was meant to be an hour and a half, I think. And I did 15 minutes. My legs were so, so tired. I just decided to pull the plug. I was done. But 15 minutes was better than zero minutes. I still got movement. I still got blood flow. I still got a little bit of a feel-good feeling afterwards. And I was able to walk away from that going, well, at least I did something. And if you slip up, which you will, 100%, that's not me doubting you or thinking that you guys can't hack it. I'm just assuming you're all human beings. And at some point, something's not going to go to plan. Something else will get in the way. Hormones might be. We'll cover that as well. Um, but something will get in the way. That means that you aren't able to action the plan to the letter. Always think about what's your next best choice. How can I pull this back? Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait till the next morning. How can you pull it back right there and then? What's your next best choice? And the more you're able to take control and not worry about it being perfect, the easier this long-term journey will be. All right, how the next six weeks are going to work. I already know I'm way over my time, aren't I? Yeah. Um, week one to three, we're going to look at 
building the foundation. So if we're going to have this really positive journey that goes on for the rest of your days and you're never going to go on this yo-yo thing again, we need a strong foundation. So that's what we're going to spend the one to three weeks. These weeks, sorry, these challenges, I've got a kind of structure for them. But if I feel you you guys have nailed it all and you're ready to move on before that, we'll move on before that. So this is like a loose idea of how it's going to go. Um, and we, I just kind of make it fit with what you need. So we're going to look at working on and building the world class basics. So they're almost like second nature. You don't have to think about them. They become habits that lead to, to long-term success and sustainable results for you. So nutrition, water, training, all the things you need to know. Um, week four, three, four, we're going to look at a bit of positive psychology. So how to feel good on purpose. If you feel good about yourself, if you feel happy, you're more likely to treat yourself well, make your body move, eat, eat well. You're more likely to do all this. So I'm not going to give you a huge in-depth thing of positive psychology, but just a little taster of the things, actionable things that you can do. Week five, we're going to look at fat loss accelerator. So we're basically going to look at all your results. Where are you and where do you want to be in two weeks' time at the end of the programme? And that will be either looking at a maintenance programme for you or giving you a little fat loss booster at the end. And then week six, we're going to make sure that's not the end of the journey. We're going to look at future focusing you and goal setting for going forward. There are options for you to keep working with me at the end of six weeks. Or if you don't want to do that, I'm going to give you a plan going forward to keep you, keep you on it. So either way, either way, we're going to make sure that the end of the six weeks is not the end of your journey. This is a wee diagram of the emotional cycle of change. Now, this applies to any change, but it's really relevant to a fitness journey. So where you guys all are at the moment is this uninformed optimism. I've signed up for a six-week program. It's going to be brilliant. I'm going to lose 50 stone. I'm going to be super fit. It's all going to happen. It's going to be amazing. You're really excited. And I love that enthusiasm at the start. So it's kind of a little bit of, it's going to be amazing. You've got your rose-tinted glasses. Nothing's going to get in my way. No life things are going to happen. I'm not going to get sick. All these things. And then this week comes, so we're like, oh, this is amazing. And then as you start the program, we're going to get into informed pessimism when you're like, oh, what? I have to do 10,000 steps every day. And I have to, I have to track with food all the time. And go to the gym and that. Happy hours. So then it's a bit of like, this is hard. And there will be that bit. So you've got your first week or two where you're really high, really motivated, and then tends to drop off. This is totally natural. So if this happens to you, don't worry about it. Don't think, I've just signed up for six weeks now. I don't want to do it. This happens. And this is why I'm running you through this. And then it kind of dips down going, oh, it's hard. It's not quite as exciting as it was on week one. Fiona said this was going to be great and I was going to enjoy the process. And then we get to this bit, the valley of despair. Again, totally natural to get there. We're not going to stay there, though. I want you to recognise it as a valley of despair. You're going to take the express bus that goes all the way through and out the other side. We're not visiting anyone. We're not setting up a pitch in a tent, nothing. We're getting the express bus all the way through it. But we're recognising that's where we are. So if I use my, so last year I changed my style of training um, to high rocks, very different style of training. And I was like, it's amazing. It's going to be brilliant. I'm going to get such a good time. And I hit the valley of despair when I went to train with some much fitter people than me. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to make an arse myself. No, I'm not. Of course I'm not. But that's kind of how I felt here. Then we come into hopeful realism where this is probably where we readjust the plan a little bit. So while you said, yeah, I can come to the gym 10 times a week, I can eat three calories. And I can walk 50,000 steps a day. Maybe like, okay, like maybe I can't do all that. And this is probably where we readjust your plan a little bit to make it work for you and your lifestyle. So we always overestimate what we can do and underestimate what is actually practical. So hopeful realism. It's like, ah, actually, okay, I can do this. 
I've seen some results now. I've got it. I've got the idea that we're going. And then you come to informed optimism. Okay, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be, but it's doable. And then we hit success. If we never leave the valley of despair, we're never getting up to success. So this is where the bucket switch is most likely going to be flipped. We're not going to do it. So that's just a really useful thing. I'll remind you of that. So nutrition. This is all in your welcome packs and it's all on your nutrition plan as well. So I won't spend a huge amount of time on it. But a calorie deficit is basically you eating less calories than your body burns. And to make up that energy, it's going to burn fat. It's going to use fat to give you that energy. So if we eat slightly less and move slightly more, that's what we've done. So you might get your calories and think that's quite a lot of calories. What we're doing is we're increasing your activity and dropping your food. Now, we could just drop your food. But that's pretty miserable existence. So we want to eat, be able to eat as much food as possible and still lose weight, if that makes sense. So to do that, to know that we're in a deficit, I need you to log your food. And it means logging everything that passes your lips. So the milk in your tea, the sugar in your tea, the can of Coke, whatever it is, whatever it is. We work on the 80-20 rule. So I'm not expecting you to be super healthy. I am not super healthy with 100%. So 80% of your food wants to be good, healthy, nutritious food, as close to nature as you can get it. Doesn't have a huge long list of ingredients. 20% of your calories can be something that's maybe not as nutritionally valuable for you, but you really enjoy it. A mint magnum. Um, a Kit Kat, a digestive biscuit, but just try and keep it to 20% of your calories. Two litres of liquid, ideally water. If you don't, can't just drink water, put a little bit of diluting juice again. Again, account for the calories. My best tip on um, helping cut your calories and not be starving hungry is to try and not drink any of your calories. So try not to have, like if you drink cans of Coke, go to Diet Coke. Um, if you go to Starbucks and have a Frappuccino, my goodness, don't do that. There's about 400, 500 calories in that. That's a meal. Eat that. Don't drink it. Um, calories are king. So if you counted nothing else on this program other than your calories, you will lose fat. But we're going to I give you a protein target um, because when you diet, your body's getting rid of body tissue. It's not that first of what it is. We wanted to get rid of fat, not muscle. So its preference would be to get rid of muscle because muscle is an expensive tissue to to maintain and if we're on limited calories here it makes more sense to get rid of the, the tissue that takes a lot of calories to maintain than the one that doesn't so we're just making sure by adding in your training and keeping your protein high and um, that we're not losing muscle and then your training also helps carbs and fats don't worry about them if you stick to your calories and your protein it's almost impossible for you to overeat the other two so don't worry about that number at all there's no point making this more complicated i just want you to think about calories fiber and protein all right. So if you're thinking, am I eating too many carbs? My answer will always be, are you going over on calories? No, you're not eating too many carbs. Then. All right. If that makes sense, the, the sum just doesn't work. Training. So we're looking at around three sessions a week. You will have a mixture of either coming to the gym or home workouts. So I think most of you are coming to the gym, which is great. I would highly encourage you to do that because the support that's there from the other girls as well as me is phenomenal. When you are with a journey, on a journey, sorry, with people who have got the same goal as you and you're surrounded by them, it's really impactful. You're more likely to commit and continue. Train at a time and in a way that suits you. If you hate running, don't run. If you hate weightlifting, don't come to strength club. So do the things that you enjoy the most. There'll be some things you don't enjoy. There'll be some things you don't enjoy. I hate rowing. Still do it. Part of a workout. But do it, do it in the most enjoyable way possible. If you miss a workout one week, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. 
if you're missing a workout every week, then that's something we need to look at in terms of your plan and how do we make it so that you're not or replace it with something else. There's no magic time to train at all. So train them in suits you. And just remember that consistency beats perfection. Like I say, 12 days of barely walking, not hitting my steps, not training. It has very little impact in the long term because the consistency has been there the rest of the time. NEAT is your step. So it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's the energy your body uses to put about the house, to keep your heart beating, all these kinds of things. So we are dropping your calories and the body's really clever. So if I drop your calories, it's like, okay, well, I'll be less active. So apparently you don't blink as often. Like I'm talking using my hands, I maybe wouldn't do that. I'd maybe ask somebody to get me a cup of tea instead of going to make it myself. So your body automatically auto-regulates. And that's what sometimes when people drop their calories, you think I'm not losing that much weight. It's because you, without even noticing it, you've dropped output as well. So by keeping a consistent step target, that just makes sure that we keep the same output while we're dropping the the same output, if not more, by adding and training. So you can look at your step target as daily or weekly. So I have some girls who really struggle on two or three days of the week because they're in the office or working from home, they're tied to their desk all day. So they work on doing more activity at the weekend. So over the course of the week, they've done an average of 10,000 steps. So it's not a drama if we don't hit 10,000 steps one day. You've got the rest of the week to try and make it up. The more active you are, the more calories you burn and the more fat you lose. So think of it as a positive way in that. And the good thing about using NEAT as a way of expending energy is it's very easy to recover from. If you hammer workouts all the time, which is what I've done last week, which is why I'm so sore, um, it takes a lot of recovery. Walking doesn't take a lot of recovery. Pottering about the house doesn't take a lot of recovery, but you're still expending energy. Your workouts burn less than you think you do. Sorry, but they do. Those people that put on, like, I burned 800 calories in the last half hour, no, you're not. No, you've not. Watches are good. They're not accurate, but they're consistently inconsistent. So if you think, well, last week got that same um, workout, I've, I've burned 50 calories more today. You've maybe burned 50 calories more, but it might not be that exact number that's on the watch. Does that make sense? Yeah, get your Fitbit fit, you're going to need it. Um, right, so before we start, make sure you've got a plan. A plan around your food, a plan around your training, a plan around how you're going to execute things, a plan around on how you're going to follow through, Trish. So like a plan around there, how am I going to make sure I follow through on this? What what stops you from following through before and how can you short circuit that? How can you work your way around it? Is it tiredness? Is it lack of time? How do you work your way around not following through? What do you not know that you need to know? Send me all your messages this weekend. I'm at a dad's comp tomorrow. Um, we were there last week and there is a reception, but sometimes on a Sunday, I don't get a reception on my phone. So if I if you don't get a reply from me, I am never ignoring you. I just can't, can't get a message to send. Um, what might get in your way this week? What are things that might trip you up? Maybe you, you might trip yourself up. Might be work, might be the kids. Like I've had to rejig a lot of stuff to, to get to these bloody dance comps. Um, but I'm determined to make it work. There's always a way around it. So what might get in your way and what's your plan B if it does? And then plan, plan, and plan some more. So the guys who have sent over their stats, you in the next 10 minutes will get your nutrition plan and stuff over. Um, the guys who haven't, if you could do that for me today, it'd be really useful because these dance comps might finish at five, might finish at nine o'clock at night, who knows? So I might not be able to get them over to you tomorrow, like in a decent amount of time for you to get organized. So if you could get that done for me today, 
if you if you, even if you've just sent me your weight, I can do your nutrition plan on that. We can update the the measurements and stuff later if that's what you're waiting to do. But if you can get that over to me, I can get that all fired out for you today. All right, daily tasks. You're gonna hit your step count every day. Um, ten thousand is what I say to most people. However, if you're someone who maybe only does three thousand at the moment. Aim for two or three thousand more, and then we'll work up to ten thousand. Can be a lot of one time um, and um, effort to go from maybe three thousand to ten thousand. So if you're way under that, aim to do two or three thousand more this week. Track your calories on my fitness pal. Stay within your calorie targets. Nick that two liters of water. You will notice such a difference if you do that. Um, I have a liter and a half bottle here, and um, that I make sure I finish every day. And then on top of that, I have a glass of water when I get up. Um, I have water with my meals. But this gets finished before I go to bed. And aim for at least 30 minutes of exercise each day, whether that's a walk, a gym session, swim, three minutes of activity, just to keep you in the habit of moving. And overall, health-wise, that'll make you feel so much better. Um, every night in the group at nine o'clock, this little graphic's going to pop up, and I want you to stay accountable every single day. So if you haven't, if there's a red cross in there, that's fine because that's my chance to jump in and help coach you or just reset your mindset or just make sure, right, challenge on, do it tomorrow. I've had one girl that has really struggled to hit her steps for a month and all I did last week was go, right, challenge. I'm going to absolutely challenge you get 70,000 steps. She's just sent me her steps just now, Saturday lunchtime, saying hit 70,000. Magically being able to do it because there was a level of accountability, there was a level of challenge there. She's not done it in five or six weeks. So there is lots of opportunity for me, um, if, for you, to put full effort on it. Um, drinking water. So I have a thing, because I can be really bad, I drink a lot of coffee. So coffee does count in terms of hydrating your body, and, but there is a diuretic effect. But it doesn't mean there's no hydration happening. So let's say you drink 100 mils of coffee, you're probably getting actually 70 mils of dehydration because you'll lose 30 mils of that. So it still counts. Um, what I do is I drink coffee, lots of it. So I have a glass next to the kettle and every time I have a coffee, so I have this and I make sure I, I finish that, but every time I have a coffee and I'm boiling the kettle, that glass is sitting there and I have a glass of water while I'm waiting on the kettle. So when we get to habits and behaviours, we'll get around, like how do you remind yourself and how do you make it easy for yourself? Um, I would always, first thing in the morning, try and drink at least half a litre of water. You're in a very dehydrated state and it'll be when you want to drink or your body wants to drink water the most. So have half a litre to a litre of water. I struggle to drink a litre of water first time, I'm not going to lie. And then going to the gym, I'll be like, I need a pee, need a pee, need a pee. Um, but yeah, like having things. So if you, what do you, what's something you continually do? I know I'll be at the kettle at least four or five times in a day. So if that glass is there and my habit is, boil the kettle, fill the glass with water. And then this gets drained. And then I've got my coffee and whatever else on top of it. Um, but yeah, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Attach it to some other habit. Now, I know, Trish, that you're like in the classroom during the day. It's not as easy to just nip for a pee when you need one. Um, so having a water bottle that's maybe like half a litre water bottle on your desk and think right between now and lunch, I'm going to finish that. There's half done in half the day. And then having another one. And so you're not glugging water and then needing a pee, general sips. Um, so if you say, right, I've got half a litre bottle in the morning, half a litre bottle in the afternoon, and that leaves you half a litre at night. Don't get to night time and chug two litres of water before you go to bed. Terrible night's sleep. Terrible night's sleep. Um, weekly check-ins. We've kind of run through that already, but the whole point of them is to keep you accountable, but it's to help you recognise your wins. And we can troubleshoot the areas that you're struggling with. So what happens quite a lot is people send through a check-in when they've had a great week, and the weeks that they've had a terrible week, they don't send it through. Because either one, they don't want to see on paper what's happened that week or where they've made excuses. 
Um, and two, they feel like they've let me down. You guys will never let me down. Never, ever. The only way you'll let me down is by ignoring my messages. Please don't do it. Um, so, and then we get to revise your plan. So if you've had a terrible week and nothing's worked, we get a chance to read your, your plan. We get a chance to change it and make it work for you. So like I said at the start, just being completely honest. Does anybody have any questions? That's me all talked out. Unmute or stick it in the chat or just put no in the chat if you don't, just so no, I'm not cutting anybody off because I know some people take a wee while to think. Is somebody unmuted? Nobody's unmuted. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. No questions, not at the moment. Right, you all guys, you guys all know where um, I am if you need anything at all. Um, nothing, nothing's a stupid question. If you've asked it before, ask it again. If you don't know, you don't know. I'd rather you were crystal clear, crystal clear on what you needed to do. Last wee thing for you to do. You're only going to lose fat and keep it off if you believe that it's possible for you. So if you don't think that you can do it, or you've got beliefs about your ability to do it because of past experiences, you're not going to take action. Why would you? Because you don't believe it's going to happen. So why would you make yourself uncomfortable for going for a training session or a walk at night when you really don't want to? Well, it's fine. It's not going to happen. So do you believe you can hit your goals? Stick a yes or a no in the chat just out of interest. Do you believe that at the end of six weeks, you're going to hit that goal that you've set for yourself? Yes. Go for it, Trish. Lisa's a no. Michelle's a yes. Lisa, we'll have a wee chat, but also I want you to think about somewhere in there, there must be that belief because you wouldn't have signed up for this otherwise. You wouldn't have spent money. You wouldn't have put yourself out there if you 100% believe it's a no. I know there'll be doubt. I know that. <laughs> Lisa, uh, Trish is going to drag you, so it's fine. Um, so, yeah. Just, well, we'll have a quick chat because I know mindset is something that is quite strong there, but we'll you'll see it through the group as well. Right, close your eyes. You can turn your camera off if you want. We're just going to do a really quick visualisation of what your six weeks results might look like. So start off, just take two big, huge, deep breaths in through the nose. Try and just ground yourself. Big breath in, big breath out. Another big breath in. And then a big breath out. Good. All right. I want you to fast forward to the end of the first week in October. We are doing our final live for this six-week challenge. And I am asking you your results. And it's your turn. And you've switched your camera on and you switched your mic on. And I want you to tell me what your results are. So in your mind, just imagine you telling me what you've achieved in the last six weeks. And think about how you feel while you're telling me. How are you holding yourself? What are you wearing even? And then what has changed in your life as a result of you nailing the six week challenge? What feels different? Or do you have better relationships? 
Do you feel better about yourself? Are you comfortable in your clothes? Have you achieved a performance goal? Have a think about what it is that has changed either in your life or within you. And then you want to imagine there's somebody on the call who hasn't made great progress on the six week challenge. And they're asking you, how did you do it? What would you tell them? How would you describe to them that you managed to nail it over the six weeks? And they're asking you for advice on how do I get started? What are you going to tell them? And now I want you to connect with the feeling of heading into October, feeling the happiest, healthiest version of yourself. How does it feel? What difference is there between the 26th of August when you were on your very first call and the 8th of October when you're on your very last call? I'm just going to get you to sit with that for a little second. Really feel the difference between here and now. Okay. When you're ready, just start to kind of shimmy about in your seat, roll your shoulders, open your eyes when you're ready. How did that feel? A little bit woo? I like woo. I'm a little bit woo. Now, if you can identify with the feeling of success, you know that dream, believe, achieve? If you believe it, you can achieve it. If you don't believe it, you're not going to. So that is like your, Lisa, that's your very first task all the reasons why you are going to achieve this. But we'll have a chat, we'll have a chat. All right, if you haven't sent through your starting stats, if you could do it for me today, that would be amazing. It means I can get it to you before stupid o'clock tomorrow night. Um, and do we have any questions at all at this point? I know you did it before, but I don't want to miss anybody's questions. Again, if you're not comfortable sharing on the group, you're more than welcome to message me. Right, what would make this week epic? Week one of the six week challenge, what would make it epic? Have a think, what would be the very best outcome next Sunday? And then think about if you want that to happen, what actions do you need to take to, to make it that way? You can control this. You can 100% control whether you have a great week, a mediocre week or a really crap week. Which one do you want? And what actions do you need to do? Just wee questions for you at the end. All right, you're gonna hear this, as I said, 40 billion times. And that probably just be this week. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Such a simple statement, but it is so true. So if you're here for change, but you don't actually change anything, you ain't getting it. It's not happening. No matter how much money you pay for a program or you know how much you want it, if you don't make changes, nothing changes. And you can and you will. It's written on the wall in the gym. 100% believe it. You can. You've just got to convince yourself you can. It's written on the wall next to the leg press because everybody gets in the leg press and says, I can't lift that before they've even tried, I've yet to have someone fail on that light press. I just kind of point at the wall. I'm going to get a, a 
teacher's pointy thing as well. Yet to have somebody do that. So you can and you will. I need you to believe it. All right. Any questions? If you're watching this on playback, I'm going to put up so you can listen to it as well. Put them in the comments underneath. But thank you for joining me on Saturday afternoon. I know I've blathered on for far too long, as always. Um, but if you need anything, you know where I am. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good afternoon. A good weekend. We start Monday. Take care. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, thank you.